This is Influencing Insider, the weekly webinar that interviews Australia and New Zealand's best journalists about how they like to work with communications professionals. To view our complete library of episodes and register for the live shows, head to influencing.com forward slash insider. Hello and welcome to Influencing Insider. I'm your host, Elliot Richardson, and joining me today from Australian Traveller is the Digital Editor-in-Chief, Katie Carlin, and I'm just bringing Katie online at the moment. If this is your first time watching Insider, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us. You can ask questions, just pop them in the right-hand side of your chat box, which is on the right-hand side of the screen, and we'll get to them throughout the show. Uh, Katie, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Elliot. Not a problem. As I mentioned, you're the digital editor-in-chief there at Australian Traveller. So can you give us a bit of an idea of what that means? Yeah. So I guess to keep it brief, um, I'm responsible for the digital content strategy for our two websites, AustralianTravelerMedia.com and InternationalTraveller.com. And I also manage or lead the digital team and manage our bank of freelancers, Um, And to give you a bit of an idea of where I sit within the wider team, we have our editorial director, Leanne Powell. So she's responsible for creating all the beautiful magazines that you have, um, that you see on the stands. Um, And she is definitely your first port of call for anything print. Um, And then it's me for digital. And then we have Quinton Long, our managing um, director and co-founder. And he is really your go-to for all things broadcast and travel expert or expert commentary on the travel industry. Yeah, we've had um, we've had Quentin on previously, so it's good to see he's still there and and doing his thing. Um, and also for you, are you uh, writing a lot yourself, or are you more handling the the workflow of the other journalists there? Yeah, so occasionally writing, um, but more so managing everything. So distributing all the the stories to the writers, um, managing our um, integrated campaigns that we do quarterly. So we have um, a print the print magazine that goes out then we have an online hub and then we do a commercial content campaign around that as well so we kind of launch those regularly and yeah so when i go on trips i write um but for the most part i'm managing the the flow of everything that goes up on the website and reporting and thinking through um how that's going to connect with our audience okay so if i hadn't read australian traveler before i haven't been there recently how would you describe it what what kind of is its purpose and what does it cover? Yeah, so our, I guess everything that we publish online comes back to our mission, which is connecting Australians to their next amazing experience. Um, And so we want readers to be able to say, I read that on Australian Traveller and that made my holiday so much better. Um, So yeah, that's, that's pretty much our goal. Um, And particularly with online where we kind of, I would say we're an SEO first content strategy. So we're always thinking through the destination and what content we're missing on that destination in order to make it, I guess, comprehensive, give you that first person experience that the reader knows that they're going to be able to trust what we publish and it will make their trip better at the end of the day. Excellent. Uh, we've got a first question in. This one's from Mike. He says, hi, Katie. What are the main differences between the two audiences that Traveller reaches, Australia and international? Yeah, um, thanks, Mike. Um, so 
we're always talking to Australian travellers. Um, it's just the destinations that we're focusing on that are changing. So um, we want to obviously be able to focus on as many destinations within Australia as possible and get that mix of inspirational content on kind of telling the reader, like inspiring them on where to go, and then also getting that thorough kind of content on helping them plan in that destination and then extending that internationally. Obviously, the last two years have looked very different with international travellers, so we're still doing more of that inspirational, educational content um, and helping the reader feel comfortable going overseas again, even though we're seeing there's massive appetite um, to travel overseas again now. Yeah, I mean, one of those bits could be uh, make sure your passport's up to date, as we've seen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think Quinton did a segment on that recently about passports. So it's definitely important. So are there any uh, main topics or stories then that you're interested in at the moment, either in Australia or overseas? You have kind of said you, you are looking towards more of the aspirational content. Is there anything more specific that you're interested in? Yeah, so it really comes back to the destinations for us. So in order to grow and become the go-to source for Australians when they're looking to travel Australia and internationally, we're really taking a destination approach. So we're looking at to start with 75 destinations across Australia and really thinking through what content do we need on this destination in order to make their trip better. So um, I guess particularly anything around regenerative, regenerative and sustainable travel, um, that's definitely something that's emerged to be a really important priority for travellers. Um, as well as um, like that that everyday content that we build our trips around. So where to stay, what to do, the attractions, um, as well as Indigenous experiences. There's this genuine desire to connect and understand and um, kind of gain in, like understanding of Indigenous culture. So those experiences are definitely things we're interested in getting more content on. Okay, so we've kind of looked at the stories that you cover and how the team works. Let's get a bit more into where do some of those stories come from? So I'd imagine you work with the PR community a bit and how do you work with them? What capacity do you interact with that community? Yeah, so I guess there's a few ways we approach it. We, in an ideal situation, we'd be able to go, like as if you can host us, we want to get as much first-person experiential content as possible on the site. So um, often it will be going on a media for mill so we can go and get that content on the destination um, or it will be with sending a freelancer in our place. Often the PR will reach out and invite us to a location to get that content. Um, but more often than not, I'm, I'm reaching out, especially over the last couple of years where we were so restricted in where we could go. It's keeping those conversations going and seeing like, I want to, we need content on this destination. These are the kind of experiences we're looking to gain information on. Is this something you can help us with? So, yeah. So as you said there, that PRs tend to, to reach out to you guys now these days after the past couple of years. How do you like mm -hmm. to start that PR relationship if that, you know, communications person hasn't spoken to you guys previously yeah i ideally um an email kind of is the the first port of call um that's kind of yeah the best way i think to get a hold of us to start with um yeah just introducing yourself the brands that you represent um how you think that you can help us achieve what we're trying to do having that understanding of the audience and our brand and what we're trying to achieve Okay, so kind of lead with that introductory email and then use that as a base to then pitch 
to to the team. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to get into another audience question. Avril asks, um, what makes a good travel pitch? And also, what are some red flags to watch out for? Yeah, so I would say a great travel pitch would be something that has a really, I guess, killer subject line to start with. Help me visualize what the story is going to be about um, or what you're telling me about your destination or your business or operator. Um, and if you have access to great imagery, that makes a really big difference. It makes our job a lot easier. Um, and again, having an idea of what content we have on the site, how that could complement what we don't have or what we do have, and um, yeah, how it will help us get that first person experiential content in front of our reader. Um, yeah, so I think that's what covers it. And Kathy asks, are you ever interested in any new travel books or extracts from travel publishers? Yeah, I, I think print do do that more frequently than what we do online. Um, as I said, it's definitely got to um, kind of tick our SEO first strategy box. Um, so occasionally we do it within a roundup, um, but not necessarily, yeah, not necessarily just the extract, but it is something that we consider. So do send them through. Given that you're SEO focused, are you then mostly looking at stories for the digital team that are very current and are kind of trending then online? Yeah, so I guess it's a mix of the trending and the evergreen content. So you want to have your base content on the things that we all build our trips around, the where to eat, the where to stay, the what to do, the attraction. So in keeping that evergreen content as up to date as possible. Um, so it's just this really quality source of information. But then also knowing about those trends, doing those more inspirational pieces, the itinerary kind of stories. Um, so I guess we're always thinking about where our writer is also coming to us from so if they're coming to us i guess for example if a reader is in orange and they're wanting to quickly pull out their phone and search for where to go to dinner in orange they're going to want a very different article to maybe one of our other readers who is a mum and she's follows us on social media and she is subscribed to our email and she's the kids have gone to bed, she's at home, she's thinking about where can I take my family on the next holiday. And so that's when more your itineraries and your dreaming inspirational content come into the mix. So it's not all SEO, um, but it's definitely SEO first. And then it's thinking about where else does the reader find us. We've got a question in from Mike again. Uh, he asks, do you prefer to receive photos of the story pitch or would you prefer to organise the multimedia yourself? Um, I definitely prefer to have photos included um, as options. And one in from Diane, uh, is video content something that you're looking for? Video content, so we don't currently have the functionality on our website to, I guess, have video content other than if it's uploaded on YouTube and we can embed it in the article. So it's definitely a space we need to do more of. But having said that, if it's really visually beautiful and timely, um, we can put it up on our Instagram account as well and use it that way. Given that you're also digital, uh, are you looking for fast turnarounds on, on stories or um, have you still got more lead time? Because as you say, some of them, you know, they're, they're experiences that your writers or your team have to experience themselves to then write the story. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a mix, right? So we definitely have longer lead times, especially so at the moment I'm looking at the next bulk of destinations I want to focus on building out content on. So that's a six-month lead time, essentially, where I'm kind of planning the different articles that I want. Um, but then we do try to get more of the newsy stuff in the mix every now and then. But 
because we're a very small team, we're kind of prioritizing certain kinds of content for others. So yeah, does that answer your question? Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Georgie asks, would you prefer to receive a pitch with a suggestion of angles where the brand can simply uh, can supply curated content or do you prefer to receive press releases? I I think curated ideas is always helpful because it helps me visualize what the different angles potentially could connect with our audience. So I guess anything that grabs my attention and kind of saves me a bit of time thinking like, oh yeah, that would resonate with our audience, then that would make my job easier. Not that I would um, then take that content as is, but if it's the angles that I guess appealing for me okay well, let's stay on that track because myrna's got a question very similar she asks uh, do you prefer that prs provide a predetermined story angle ahead of your famil or do you prefer to develop your own story post your experience oh no i always prefer post famil so before i say yes to a, fam a famil i would always go and look at what content we have what content we need and have in mind probably like five stories that i could get out of a trip but i would only I guess I would only ever guarantee one story from that trip and then we'd be planning those stories out over the next six months. So um, often it's an itinerary piece. Maybe it's one part of the familiar that really stood out, but they're definitely informing the content that we have on our destination. So the more boxes you can tick for us in a familiar, the more content we kind of get out of it. Fantastic. And Jaden asks, uh, would tech accessories related to travel be relevant for you? Uh, yes, especially if you can offer giveaways. Our, our audience um, love giveaways. We, um, how else do we use tech accessories? We often, well, not often, but every now and then we do wraps um, of like, I guess, new travel accessories, the must-have um, things. They they perform well in our email. So, yeah, occasionally we cover those. And Mike's in with another question. Is there a story that you or the team have worked on that you're especially proud of? Yeah, I would say, honestly, the things or well, the stories that I'm most proud of is when a reader reaches out to us and they say, I love that Tasmania road trip story that you wrote. I've printed it off. I'm going to do everything that you've written about on that on that story. So I, I think when you go on these trips and you have such an amazing time discovering all the great things about a destination, then that really shines through in the piece and the reader's really passionate about, um, can see the passion in the piece and they want to con they connect with that and they want to experience that themselves. And then on the other side of the coin, I would say when kind of a business owner in a regional town of Australia reaches out and says, thank you so much for coming and experiencing our property and putting it in front of your readers. Um, because we're just as much about um, the traveller as we are as connecting them to their amazing experience. So it's really we see ourselves as kind of sitting in between those two and connecting the the, the owner of the experience as well as the traveller. Okay, we've got uh, two more uh, audience questions uh, and then we'll start wrapping things up. So James asks, are you open to specific story concepts, roundups or guides for a destination with Ada Famil, for example, the hottest new hotels in wherever or the family family guide to a, a specific town or would that type of story typically just come from your own plans for mills freelance pitches um i would say definitely keep us informed on all those things because we may already have an article on it and so we could easily update an existing article um, or we'll have a freelancer that has been there or someone who lives in that destination who can easily experience it so i think it's always best to send it through 
So we have that information top of mind. I have a um a folder in my inbox where anything that kind of ticks the article update box, I file straight in and then we go through that and update articles as well. And just finally from uh, Craig, what is your total readership and are there any international subscribers? Um, our readership on australiantraveler.com is averages 330,000 unique visits a month. Um, and then, oh gosh, you, I, I can't tell you print off the top of my head. Um, and then International Traveller, I think it's smaller, around 70,000 a month. Um, Instagram is 114,000. Um, subscribers is about 80,000 on the email. Um, and we do have international an international audience that is much smaller in terms of like uh, readers in other countries. It's I think on Australian Traveller, we're about 80 or 90% Australian readers. Uh and just finally from Avril, uh, they ask, do you like to see travel deal pitches? Um, travel deals really only appear on our site if they're part of um, a commercial content package. And so we have that deal section on our site and they, they feature in our ADM. So we don't really do roundups of travel deals online. And are you open to PRs following up their pitches? Yeah, I mean, I would say... If you've emailed me, I've e I've either read it and thought oh, it's not right for our audience, or I think it's great, except I can't prioritize it just yet, so I'm going to file the way to follow up on later. Or I've flipped it across to our writer, who's either already written about it or is about to write about it. And then on the occasions, so when I'm on deadline, um, that's when my inbox is momentarily out of control. So I would say yes, follow up, but I would stick to it about a week later. And what, Unless it's very timely, obviously. And what's the best email to catch you on? kcarlin at australiantraveller.com. Okay. I have put that in the chat box in a moment. Don't let me do that. There we go. Okay. Adi, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon on Influence the Insider. No worries. Thanks, Elliot. No worries. We'll catch you later. Thank you very much for joining us on Influencing Insider. That was Katie Carlin from Australian Traveller. If you want to double check anything Katie said or follow up on anything that was said in the show, you can get a replay link in your inbox a little bit later today. We also send it out as a podcast. So just search up Influencing Insider wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we've also got a full suite of more than 100 episodes in the back end. So if you just go to influencing.com forward slash insider and sign up for free, you can get access to those episodes. We'll be back next week. So until then, that's all from me. Bye for now.